Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast with Joshua Latimer, where we discuss business, life, family, faith, struggle, fire, pain, and ultimately winning. It's time to take massive action. Look, I, I can't work harder on your life or business than you do. It's ultimately all on you. You know, God created all the food the birds would ever need, but he doesn't put it in their nest. You've got to go get it. 10 out of 10 people die. So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? Hey, my friends, welcome back to the Quick Talk Podcast. Josh here, super excited that you're hanging out with me. And you're not just hanging out with me today. I have my good buddy, Dan Plata. He is the CEO of a large cleaning company that spans four states doing uh, just under $4 million in revenue. They're creeping up to the 100 employee mark. So he's running kind of like a a little empire. or At a minimum, it's like a mini empire. They have a big operation. He's doing some really cool things. And I asked him to come on the quick talk. We could talk about employee stuff. So I don't know if the the listener uh, is aware, you, the listener, uh, but the economy is kind of crushing it right now, you know, uh, overall. And it's harder and harder to find employees. Now, it was already hard to find employees before. Uh, but one of the thing that the things that Dan is doing that's really unique and interesting that I thought would be valuable to share with you guys is he's really good at hiring. He's really good at recruiting. He's really good at the things that most people aren't good at, really because a large company is forced to get really good at these things and to build some really complex systems. And he's going to share kind of the story of what they're doing. We're going to talk about the economy, about the, the labor shortage that's happening, all the opportunity, the reasons it's getting trickier, and really how you have to become a marketer to get the top talent. It's really critical. You can't grow your business without it. Uh, and so without further ado, I want to introduce my friend, Dan. Dan, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Thanks, Josh. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. And uh, this is a major issue for people. This is a big problem. So uh, depending on how small the company is or how big the company is or if they're in the middle, the, the problem is kind of... It's, it's everywhere. It's for the little guy trying to find his first helper, but then the guy doesn't show up. Or you put an ad on Craigslist and not, it doesn't work right. And Or you have the larger company that has a team of maybe five to ten people and one of your key people leaves and your whole summer is derailed. There's all kinds of things that can happen because, you know, your team plus your equipment equals your capacity. You can't grow. You can't do anything without a team. Um, tell us some of your background and then help us solve this problem. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, again, thanks for having me on here and seeing what we can do to help the people. Um, so like Josh said, Dan Plot, I'm the CEO of Blue Skies. Um, so started here a few years ago, um, came out of uh, Cargill in the corporate world and had a lot of leadership experience and joined up with my pal Mike Dalkey, um, who you guys may know from uh, listening to the podcast before. Um, used to be my financial advisor, fired himself from that, and uh, did some consulting for him with uh, Blue Skies for about five years before I joined forces full-time, and then he fired himself again um, and put me in charge of our awesome little company that we've got here and trying to do big things with it. Um, so that's You guys are. You're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Mike and you have done this really quick. Um, I'm sure you'll tell some of the origin stories and stuff about how it, <laughs> how, how you guys started out, but... Um, you couldn't have just done this without figuring out the employee piece of it. Uh, wh- how did you do this? How do you get a hundred people to uh, be rock stars? I'll tell you what. I still remember the day I was sitting down with Mike uh, in a coffee shop. We were having our, our nightly like Tuesday night meeting um, 
when we when our wives would you know let us off the hook for a little bit um he was telling me hey dan i bought this uh, awesome little window cleaning company and i said mike we don't know anything about cleaning windows um and he said well we got a van and we got a guy um you know, he's a little too big to be going up and down a ladder, but I, I think, you know, we bought it right and I think we can really do something here. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we, uh, we had some, pr- some pretty small, humble beginnings as a $60,000 little window cleaning company with our creepy white van. Um, and a guy who wore what literally said on it, it was his beer drinking shirt, uh, to work. That was how we showed up to our customers. So wow. we've come a long, a long, long way. Wow. Yeah. I remember Mike telling me about the guy. He was, he was like a 300 pound guy that exceeded the weight limits for the safety specs on the ladder. So he had to fire the guy. The guy <laughs> or is this is my beer drinking shirt on the first day of work. That That is a really funny, cool story. You can't, you can't make that stuff up. No. Let's, let's, let's live in the dream. I mean, the fact that most small businesses across America, most service companies kind of operate like that. They got the creepy van. They show up when they need beer money. Uh, they're charging really low prices. Like, they're not professional organizations. Um, but... For the people that can become a professional organization, like the opportunity is enormous, enormous. And can I, can I ask you a couple questions? Absolutely. So, Let's go. I'm, the way that I see it, I took some notes because I've, I've talked about this on my podcast many different times. But the way that I see this in terms of like the issue in terms of the market right now is number one is that there's a shortage of labor period because the construction, the trades is booming. Like people are building, the economy is roaring. There's just not a lot of unemployment. Unemployment's the lowest it's been in like a really, really, really long time. And so it's harder to get people that don't have a job because most people have a job. Most people that want a job can get a job. So you have that. That's one piece, like the labor shortage. The next piece of it that I see, my perception is that young people, which traditionally you would hire maybe younger people to work as laborers in your service company, they don't want to work hard and get sweaty and work with their hands and do hard things and work weekends and all that. Like some of them do, they, they do exist, but there is a trend towards people wanting to like have a laptop lifestyle and learn how to code and work online. And they don't want to go clean a window or clean a carpet or build a deck or whatever, do lawn mowing They're Again, they're there, but that's going down. The shortage is, is getting worse. And then the last piece of it is just, um, the baby boomers, you know, 10,000 people a day are turning 65. So the demand for services is going up, but the ability to recruit a team is getting harder kind of at the same time. For me, I think it's an opportunity for a gold rush. I really do. If you can become a headhunter and figure this out, um, what is your take on kind of my analysis there? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, and, and you kind of hit on it, right? Like we need to be a headhunter, right? If you look at what the biggest companies in the world are doing, that they've got recruiting figured out. Talent is the is the number one thing that we all re- need right now. And it's not just a small business problem. It's a big business problem. It's a mid-sized business problem. It's a war on talent. You hear it all the time. Um, but the, the people that are winning that war, they have headhunters. They go and find the right people. Um, and we need to be doing the same. We need to think, you know, we're, we're maybe not going to go hire a headhunter. We probably can't all afford to go do that. But we need to find some resources and find the right way to go about this because, um, you know, you don't want the guy that's wearing his, this is my beer drinking shirt out to your customers' homes. Um, you got, you know, our only competitive advantage is how we show up out there. You can have the best marketing plan. You can have send Jim and your voicemail bombs going and you can do everything right. But if you don't send the right talent out to your clients' homes or clients' places of business, you can't win that war. Um, and that's, that's really our only competitive advantage in this place. We have to have the best talent. Um, 
one of the things you had said, I want to I want to add to it a little bit, just talking about the economy in general, right? So we you hear all the time about how bad the unemployment rate is, how low the unemployment rate is, um, and it's low, but it's not even at a record low, right? It's 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 really low, but it feels worse than that. Um, and there's a couple reasons that you hit on. Part of it is just the demographics um, and kind of that mentality that our workforce has right now. Um, that they maybe don't want to get their hands dirty and do the hard work. There's a couple other bullet points that in my research I found were really interesting. One is there's like double the opportunity existing in the marketplace that there was the last time unemployment rate was this low. So not only do you have not a lot of people looking for jobs, the amount of jobs that are out there for them to look at is like double what the last low unemployment cycle was. So like you said, the economy is just churning and that's, that's a side effect of that. There's so much more opportunity out there. Um, another one, and, and this kind of goes to your point about people just maybe not wanting to work that hard, the rate that people are quitting their jobs is at a record high. So therefore, as a recruiter or a headhunter, like we need to be thinking not only about you know getting people to grow our business, but we need to be getting people just to sustain our business, right? Like we can't stop recruiting. It has to be a constant activity because people are quitting their jobs faster than ever. Turnover is as high as it's ever been. I, I can tell you right now, I, I can tell you for, with certainty, Almost everybody that listens to the podcast, they're not recruiting. They're not doing it. I tell them to do it, but they're not doing it because it's hard because they're wearing all the hats. They're running around. They're doing bids. They're going to the bank. They're, it's just it's a lot to hold together, and recruiting is like yep. a focused effort. Like It takes a lot of effort to do it, um, but you're right. Like all the Fortune 500 companies, it's a whole industry to recruit. Uh, I like what Brandon Vaughn – Brandon Vaughn was talking about um, – you know, like decades ago, it was like a badge of honor to work at the same company for like 40 years, right? It was like this thing, yep. like my dad, like he's he's just diligent. And then his generation before him, they were like, bam, 40 years at the same place. That is gone. Like the average, I don't even know what the numbers are now because it keeps getting worse each time they, they update the statistic. But the average like millennial is going to have like 13 different careers in their career journey or maybe it was eight. I, I don't remember. It's a lot. It's not one. Yep. It's a lot. Uh, so if you're not recruiting, like you, you can't grow. So like, what do you mean by recruiting? How does a little business do it? Is it something they can or should do on their own? What does that look like maybe for a small company? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so you kind of said it, but you, you can't, um, you can't stop doing it. Right. Um, and, and you probably could have got away with that, you know, two, three years ago where you just, okay, we need a guy. Like we're going to go get a guy. Right. You need to be getting that guy all the time right now. You can't stop recruiting. If you don't need them today, chances are you're going to need them a week from now or two weeks from now. Um, and it's it's one of those things where it's, it's proactive versus reactive, right? If you're reactive, there's so many things that can go wrong that would cause you to need more employees, whether um, you know a couple people quit or something goes right and you get a big contract. Um, by the time you react, it takes too long to get somebody on board, trained up, actually able to go out and do a good job. Yep. Like you need to be way in front of that. You need to have a bench full of people ready to go so that when you get that next big job or God forbid, two people quit and you get the mass exodus and all of a sudden you're like, oh no, I don't have anybody to go do these jobs. Well, but I'm, I'm sure that's never happened to you. You you just got lucky. That's why your company is so big, Dan. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, no. The, <laughs> the last time it happened, we didn't lose two people. We lost four. We're all in the same week. So, I mean, been there, done that, uh, got that t-shirt as they say. Yeah. Um, it happens, right? And it's, you know, we don't need to feel sorry for ourselves. It's the circumstance that we're dealing with in the marketplace today. Yeah, it's just we're an not, opportunity. You figure it out and win and get the spoils yep. 
or don't figure it out, feel sorry for yourself, be a victim and get stuck with your business. I mean, this isn't like rocket science. And the whole concept of recruiting, by definition, is proactive. I love that you said proactive, reactive, because I use those that language all the time, but I never applied it to this. When you're recruiting, yep. it means you're 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 the one out looking for a specific type of person. You're being picky and choosy, right? But when you what most people do, including me, super guilty as charged, is something bad happens, someone quits, dies, leaves, whatever, gets a better opportunity, even if it, they don't leave on bad terms. You're like, holy crap! I need a warm body. I need a human to lift heavy things. Is there any humans? I need. Oh, you're a human. <laughs> Come over here, Mister Human. Like lift this heavy thing and carry it. Over. But it's so reactive, yeah. like, I don't know anything about yeah. them. There is no process. There's no system. Um, maybe talk about some of the systems you guys have or what you guys are doing that's different than the average yeah. small business. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to take a step back because I think to to fully understand why being proactive is so important is, like, I want to take a look quick at the problems of being reactive, right? So if you're reactive, all of a sudden you start boosting ads everywhere. You start, you know, like, throwing the gauntlet of of ad writing and recruiting down in your posting jobs left and right. Um, and two things happen from that. One is either you get way too many applicants, you can't figure out who's good, you can't figure out who's bad, you don't have time to go through 50 applications, so you can't really do your due diligence. The other thing that might happen is you don't get any application flow because you're not a professional ad writer and you're not sure where to post and how to do it and you keep just throwing money at a problem without solving it, right? So those are two of the situations right from the get-go. Um, what what also you you run into is if you're not getting that application flow, you you run into a situation where like you can't fire somebody that you know you need to fire, but you're reactive in your recruiting, and so you don't have anybody in your pipeline to replace yes. them with. And like I know I need to fire this person. Like my customers tell me they suck, their coworkers tell me they <laughs> suck, but I have biz- I have work to do. I can't fire them. Yeah, um, and that's my favorite. And and I'm a I'm a uh, steal one of your lines. You get the the dumpster hire where you're like, oh no, I just need somebody and I got these applications in and you just get forced into hiring the total wrong person. And you even say to yourself, right, when you're hiring me like, yep, this one's not going to make it. This right. one's going to suck. But yes. like, maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Right. Like, bring them on. You just need to get somebody. Dude. Um, and and like, I'm sure as I'm saying this and you're listening to the podcast, like you're probably nodding your head, riding in your car, like, yep, been there, done that. Um, and that's just all a function of being reactive, right? And I like, I can't sit here and say that I've never done that. Like, I've, I did that way too many times. Um, and hence, we kind of had to build this process to get ourselves out of living that life because it's painful. Oh, um, man. And you, you can only run into that two by four so many times before you just need to duck. Um, so we said, we just got to get proactive, right? Um, and the proactivity starts with the numbers game, Josh. Like, you have to be just like marketing, you have to be the best ad writer in your market or you can't attract the talent. Same same way with like Google AdWords and trying to attract your clients, you need to have the best ads out there. You need to know what the keywords are, what they're changing to, what people are searching for, what they're not searching for, um, and you need to get them finding you more than the other people. Well, the, the bottom line is that you have to be a marketer. Everyone watching this or listening to this, because I am making a video version of this as well, um, you ha- you're a marketer right now. And so if you go on Craigslist and say, labor job, must be drug-free, $10 an hour. Like, if you do that, that's a low-level form of marketing that's not going to attract any of the right types of people in this market and the age range that you want. It's just not going to work. It's, things are different now. Um, so you got to understand you're a marketer, and there is a lot of moving pieces to it, which I can't wait to get into. But I, I specifically remember... Um, having some dumpster hires, <laughs> as you call them, 
shaking their hand, knowing you are like, this is a bad decision. This is a bad decision. Run, Josh, don't do it. But I was, I was trapped. You become a slave to your own. You ha- you're held hostage by your own team because you got yep. two weeks worth of work booked. This guy's got a bad attitude. He's super passive, aggressive, and negative. Never does what he says. He's just pushing you, waiting for you to discipline him. But he knows that you're stuck. You know that you're stuck. It's a nightmare. Uh, what we ended up doing with my company after we did build in a recruiting, interviewing, hiring, training, and leadership development program later, like it was amazing because when we'd fire someone, their replacement would start in the field the same day, and they didn't even know it was coming, right? So yeah. there's so many advantages to figuring this out. But keep keep going. Absolutely. Walk us through some of your like your steps to your process. Yep, yep. So, so you talked about you got to be a, a marketer, right? Um, I think it's funny, like when people start talking to us and engaging us in in this recruiting discussion, they're like, "Well, you know, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna post my job description." It's like, no, no, no. Like a job description is like after somebody's already applied, right? Then you start telling them what they're actually gonna be doing. Like you're writing an ad, you're not writing a job description. You're mm. marketing. Um, so I, I think it's cool that you said that. Um, one of the biggest things that I found, like as a CEO entrepreneur, right, I'm distracted by a billion things a day. Um, my time is super valuable and my number one job is just to fight off all the clutter and actually like spend my time on valuable stuff. And in this game, especially with how low unemployment is and the, the plethora of opportunities that are out there for people, you're getting people just clicking on posts all over the place and not showing up for interviews, right? Like, I don't know. I, when I, when we first started doing home cleaning in Minneapolis, my interview, like the first 10 interviews that I had, I, I've told you this story before, the first 10 interviews I had were no-shows, and then I dumpster hired number 11, and then she didn't show <laughs> up on day one. Um, so, right, like, just, just brutal, just a slap in the face. Um, but the big thing is, like, how do you avoid all those no-shows, right? Um, it's just such a waste of time. You spend an hour like setting everything up and then you just throw it down the drain and it costs you money, just hand over fist. So um, what we did was just created a plethora of knockout questions, like basically binary, yes or no, true or false. Um, You know, if you answer any of those wrong, like hopefully you read them right and click the right button. If not, you, I still probably don't want you working for me. But like, what are the the absolutes that if somebody's going to be a rock star blue skies employee, they have to meet that criteria. If they don't, I don't even want to know they exist. No offense <laughs> to them, I just don't have time to like try to schedule an interview with somebody that's just not going to work out. So the big thing is of that you know 50 applications that you get in if you're winning that numbers game. Like you only really want to know about five of them. So how do you whittle that down so that you only find out about the five that you really want to know about? That's like step one, absolutely. Weed those people out so you don't waste your time with them. Step two is now how do you assess them like beyond just like send in your application, right? An application, they get to control more of what they're telling you. How do you get more into their psyche and find out, you know, things about them that they don't really know yet or don't get to craft? So we have a couple different assessments that we have them do. Um, and, and like this is the most valuable thing we've come up with, and, and it's awesome. Um, we have them do an attitude assessment, and they just answer questions about how they react to stuff. Um, and that's killer. It, like we find out, and you, you can see it you know, right when you interview them, like the positivity. If, if they pass that assessment, um, you can feel it. You know? And that's who you're sending out to your customer. Like, damn, they better have a good attitude, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then there's a job fit and, and do the and, and same type of thing. Like it's just a bunch of general questions 
Um, but they answer, I think it's like 47 questions in this assessment and each one gets scored and you can really weed out, you know, can they do this job? Do they have the mentality to do this job? Um, so those assessments are super critical. And again, like we'll do these knockout questions and then we'll do these assessments and find out, you know, are they really as good as they say they are on their application? And then if they are like, okay, now who are they? <laughs> you know, now I want to know who they are. Um, well, because like job interviews is, it reminds me of dating. Now, I'm not speaking from a great place of experience because I actually married my high school sweetheart and didn't really do much dating. I've been married 16 years, but from what I see gotta, in the you movies, know when you find the right thing. From from what I see in the movies, first dates are just completely fake. It's all like it's not real, right? It's like if there's a way to cut to the chase <laughs> to be like, well, this is my political affiliation. Yes, I want kids, but I want 12 kids, so that's a knockout question. Or I want like if you could whittle down on someone. That would be really valuable, and I'm kidding, but the point is, is like, but let, let me let me transition a little bit. Yeah, you're saying all this stuff, and I'm with you. I'm tracking, but I feel like someone listening to this is going to be like, uh, yeah, I don't have time to do all that. Like, I don't even know where to start on how to do all this. It's a lot of stuff, right? Like, you have these filters and this funnel, and you're like bouncing people over here and checking them here, and before you even know they exist, you have all these like steps, right? Yep. What's the average little person supposed to do? Like, is there anything they can do to do like a mini version of this? Do they, how do they, <laughs> where do they start? Absolutely. It absolutely. sounds overwhelming. So, yep. No, absolutely. Um, so, so on a lot of job boards, there's ways to do knockout questions, right? Usually you're limited, but that's a starting point. Um, secondly, like set some systems up. There's some systems that exist out there. There's different HR systems. Um, we use one and, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit and we'll see if we can help people with that. But um, we're, we're going to, uh, you know, um, there's a link that we're going to give out and I don't know, um, it's, it's your blue skies, uh, com slash quick talk. And we'll, we'll give that again towards the end. But on that link, you can go in and you can get a PDF that we've created that documents all this stuff. And it has the entire process, step by step by step, with a checkbox. Like, literally go through, check that box. All those assessment questions that I just talked about, like 47 of them, right? Every single one of them is listed there. So um, it's, every, it's every single thing that we're doing with a checkbox next to it. So you can say, yep, I did it, I did it, I did it, I did it. Um, so start there. You don't have to do all of it. It's a, it's a ton. But every little bit that you do that's proactive is going to be super helpful. Um, the assessments might be a lot, but I'll, I'll tell you what the, the you know, if you're trying to do as much proactive as you can, so you're not wasting your own time, right? Um, once you get somebody, Josh, like the, and especially in our industry, right? Because they're going to run into like the goofiest stuff out in the field, you know, weird customers, weird situations, whatever the case is, you kind of want to figure out how good of a problem solver they are um, and make them jump through some hoops. We have like a hoop jumping step that we talk about in our recruiting program, which is how do you like change things on them to see how well they adapt and how well they problem solve. Mm. One of my favorites is like literally the last step before we interview somebody is we do a communication flip. So we'll send them a specific instruction that tells them to send us an interview request. Like we could very easily just have them, you know, like send them directly. A, hey. so, so you got, let me just make sure I'm understanding. So you got yeah. your marketing, which is the copy and the ad. And then you have like the, 
the nerdy part of that, which is like knowing the keywords and what job boards to post, what days to post, and what times yep. to post, and how to stand out yep. and attract. But then you track people in. You have a system for these, these knockout questions to like just immediately disqualify people. They're still not to you, but they're going through that. And then after that, they're getting to uh, this hoop jumping process where you make them do stuff before they're even yep. allowed to get an interview with you. And so yep. instead of just what most people might just send them a link, like click here to schedule your interview. Instead, you like you text message them or something or you email them and say, you need to text message us to schedule your email or your interview, something yep. like that. Yeah, with specific instructions, right? Like, did they follow the instructions? Did they do what we asked them to do? You can you can text them to email you. You can email them to text you or call you. And the but only like, reason you do that is to see if they can actually follow instructions and follow through. And this is still before you've wasted any time interviewing anybody, yep, correct? Yeah, I haven't had them come in yet. I do, Very so cool. in my Minneapolis office, I think this is kind of hilarious. Um, I don't have a sign on the office outside. Like, I, my customers don't need to know where I'm at, right? Like, having blue skies all over the place, you know. If they show up here, we got a problem. Um, <laughs> so, so I will. I kind of use it to see how well they problem solve. Like I'll see somebody driving around outside and looking lost, and you know they're going to have to do that on the second day of the job when they're going to a house and we don't have the right address. Are they going to call? Are they going to text? Are they going to flake? Um, you know, like just another hoop to get them to jump through. Like, can they problem solve on the fly? Can they figure it out? Can they? come into an uncertain situation and you know solve it figure it out that makes sense so then you actually set up an interview we do eventually interview our employees good good and so (laughs) you have is a document that you're given everybody the pdf has like interview stuff in it too yep we have all of our interview questions in there as well as our scoring system um we we try to be really strategic with how we interview like obviously we're going to ask a bunch of questions about our biggest pain points for us attendance is the big thing right like right off the bat, we ask them three attendance questions, like position differently. Um, but I just want to find out, like, what do they think is good attendance, right? What are they? What's acceptable in their mind? If they were in my shoes, you know, how many times would they let somebody call in? And it's amazing some of the stuff you hear. Like in a month, people will tell me, yeah, in a month, maybe two to three call-ins. And I'm like, man, if you call in two to three times in a month, like that's 20 working days, like I would have fired you a long time ago. Like if you're sitting, like I'm surprised you jumped through the hoops. If you think, you know, two to three times a month of calling in is acceptable. Um, so you can really cut through that way. Um, and I like to, uh, I like to throw people off in the interview, just like another, you know, pseudo hoop for them to jump through. Um, at the end of the interview, we actually ask them a question about how they would rate their luck. Um, and I think it's a really interesting Mm -hmm. one. Like if you get answers towards the ends of the ranges, it kind of makes you raise your eyebrows. You can really tell when somebody's sincere when they're like, you know, I don't know if I really believe in luck. And I'm like, good, because when a problem happens on the field, I don't care how lucky or unlucky you are. I just need to know you're going to solve it and that you're not going to, like, blame it on bad luck. Like, oh, well, you know, I got a flat tire. Like, Ooh, just, that's good. I just need to solve it, man. Just go figure it out. That is so part of the problem, too, is getting people, like, getting your team to understand they have permission to make imperfect decisions and to try to, like, fix things without blowing you up because – um, if everything's going through you, the company can't grow. Like Alex Sharfin has this really cool graphic where you're a dot. This is you. And then your organizational chart is just a bunch of little dots around you. And none of them have like any level of like responsibility or decision-making or autonomy. It was never trained to them. Never. So every little minutia question ever goes to you to get the answer and then back. And then as you add people to your team, it just breaks, right? Like that, that's insane. Yep. But this is a part of your filtering process. 
um, that helps you do it. So the, the, I actually went through the PDF earlier. Um, and yeah. to, just in full disclosure to, to everybody listening to this, I asked Dan to come on the show uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, this is a huge problem and people need to learn and figure it out and whatever so they can grow their business and get what they want. And it's tricky. Uh, number two, he has massive expertise with this. And uh, you can obviously hear just from our brief conversation, kind of the goods that he's got, but he's also got a whole team, right? Because they're pushing 100 employees. They have a copywriter on their team. They have these um, recruiters and like people working in the administrative division of Blue Skies. Their entire function is to recruit people all the time. And I thought that was really unique. And so I asked him to put together the PDF. You guys can just have it for free, which is awesome. So thank you for doing that because there's a ton of stuff in there. Uh, But at the same time, when I went through it this morning, I'm scrolling through, I literally was like kind of overwhelmed. I'm like, holy crap. Oh, my God. I mean, it's, it's, it's enormous. Like my phone's broken, but it's just it just keeps going and going and going and going and going and going and going. It's, it's insane. So what do people do if they're overwhelmed? They're small. They know they need to hire. They know they need to do some of this stuff. But when they read your free PDF, they're like, holy crap, I feel like I can't implement all this. Uh, what can you guys do that could help someone that maybe doesn't want to do it themselves? Is there something you can do? I already know the answer, but go ahead. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, no, I, there, there's two two different ways we can help, and and like you kind of said, I the, I'll I'll tell you honestly, like that PDF is hard for us to give away. It's kind of our competitive advantage. Um, like I said, like your people are your only competitive advantage. That's your face to the client. Um, so that that's near and dear. Um, but I think it's so important. Like we're, we're all in this together, right? Like we all need to own our marketplace and get this thing right. And we can't make excuses that like, Oh, I couldn't grow my business. Like the, the labor market sucks. Um, so I get it and I've been there and I've lived the hardships of it. So, um, that PDF is out there, go to your slash quick talk. There's a button, get that PDF. Um, and like, you know, it's, it's just as a game changer. Oh, that's a game changer. Everyone needs to get that. Obviously. Um, yes. So, so if, so like I said, it all starts with the numbers game, Josh, you have to be the best ad writer. You have to get the most flow of applications. Otherwise the rest of the process is actually pretty useless. Like you can have all the assess knockouts, assessment hoops. If you're only putting five people through it, it, it really doesn't make a difference. So, um, what we, what we can do, um, from the get go is help people that are in that situation where application flow is their number one problem. Um, we can do a lot. Don't, don't get me wrong, but that's, that's like the first step. And if you're not solving that problem, um, that's who we want to help first. Obviously we do have limited capacity because we're, we're running our own rockstar business over here and we want to keep doing that. Um, but we've limited it to, we can handle 25 people, um, in our recruiting platform doing just that inflow for them, getting a massive application flow. It has to start there. So what we're going to do for the first 25 people that go on and click for it, um, we're going to hire you your next three employees for 997 bucks. And that's basically our cost for going and getting that application flow and spending our time on it. That's what we pay ourselves to go do it for ourselves. Right. Um, so it's about, you know, nine, just under a thousand bucks, $997, we're going to recruit for you until you hire your next three employees and you can say, I want to hire three as fast as I can. And you can say, I don't really need anybody now, but in the springtime, I'm going to go gangbusters with my marketing. So I'm going to need you guys hiring for me then. You can use these three hires anytime over the next year. We're not going to tell you when to hire. You're going to tell us when to start going and we're going to put our pedal down and we're going to start getting you massive application flow. And then you're going to have the PDF toolkit 
that'll tell you who to hire of that massive application flow. Um, so that's that's what we want to do. We want to help people that are still at the front end and get that massive application flow because it has to start there. Yeah, I love it. And that's why when we were talking a few weeks ago and you were telling me about kind of this program and you were kicking around the idea of like taking what you do every day, all the time, year round, week in, week out, month in, month out for your company and like somehow letting other businesses use it. Or you actually you shared with me that you had done this for several other companies in different markets across the country and yep. they had crushed it. Uh, I got really excited because this is a big problem to solve. And I'm all for someone that has the bandwidth, like figuring this out and trying to do it themselves, or if you have a big enough team to do it. The problem is, is that I already know that most of you don't. And I know that most of you want to grow and that you're going to need to hire at least three people over the next year. And it's not just hiring for growth. It's hiring because someone that works for you now might leave. And if you don't have this stuff like in place or you don't have the expertise, it's just hard. It's just really, really hard. It screws everything up. And so yep. essentially what you're offering, tell me if I'm misunderstanding it, is you're going to take your whole administrative department and put them to work generating rockstar you know, applications on demand for any company that wants it. And, yep. and you'll keep doing that until they've made three hires and they can use this anytime over the next 12 months. So they could hire in the spring. They could hire one now, one in the spring, one next year. They just email you and have your machine turn on for them, and you're going to have your copywriters and your lead generation people go on the job boards and do it. They just have to basically take your PDF, interview people, use the knockout questions, and pick someone to hire. And you're doing that for like, what, 300 bucks an employee or whatever, 997 It's like 333 bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That is so I insane. Think so. We we would pay a thousand dollar referral bonus when we would hire someone that was referred to us by one of our employees. You know, like after ninety days or whatever. Um, yep. But like, I guess my question to anybody listening is, how much is a, like a a rock star employee worth to you? If if I could push a magic button and spit out a rock star employee that's ready to rock for you for the next several years, how many dollars would you send me? Right. I think it's like a lot more than 300 bucks or whatever. It's somewhere in the four, it's a minimum of four digits. I'll start there, but. Yeah, it is. Per employee. I I go back to that, the first home cleaning employee I tried to hire in Minneapolis. Like if my time is minimally worth a hundred bucks an hour, I I spent a thousand bucks just waiting for people to show up. It's a pretty compelling thing. I think people are, I know you have limited capacity because you have actual real humans actually doing this individually for you know, up to up to 25 people. And you might regret that. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, we should have done 10. What did I do? But you're going to help people, which is awesome. And, you know, experiment with this as maybe a line item for your business or create it into its own business, which would be really cool. Yeah. Um, but how cool is it to like, I, I need an employee or I'm, I need to fire an employee. And I send an email to Dan. I'm like, Dan, turn on the machine, send, right? And then yeah. all of a sudden I just have, all the these applicants coming in, I don't have to do anything. That's insane. So I think what what I really like about it and why I, I feel like it's the right thing for us to do, everybody wants to tell you, you know, what to do and how to do it. Rarely does somebody actually want to do it for you, right? You know, there's a lot of different companies out there that will tell you what to do. Um, and that only goes so far. Like you're a CEO, you're an entrepreneur, you need you you got so many things to work on. Like we just want to do it for you, um, and I think that's what's so important is like you got you got a million things to do. You have re- important customers that you need to be talking to and meeting with. You have important employees that you need to be talking to and meeting with. Like let us take this off your plate and do it. It's Not just so tell good. you what to do, but actually do it. Like anybody can have an idea, right? Executing it is the hard part. 
We want to execute. We want to actually do that part for you. You're essentially a recruiting division for a tiny little small local business. Uh, you, you're, you're offering a thing that small businesses can't have until they're you know probably seven figures plus at least to even, even yep. try to begin building like a department of people that just recruit and get a constant flow of leads for employees yep. and, and doing all that. You just can't do it. So that's really cool. And you said a phrase when we were talking uh, about this earlier, uh, not recorded right now, but you're using this phrase called the economies of scale. And Absolutely. that's kind of like techno babble, and people are like, "What the heck are you talking about?" But explain what that is, and like how how it's really cool that you have like a little carpet cleaning business in Missouri. They need to hire a couple guys. It's not really working. They don't really know why it's not, but it's not. They push the magic unicorn button for Dan. All of it works. It's super inexpensive. You're doing it for like three hundred bucks an employee, and you're guaranteeing that they're going to hire one of your people. Yep. The reason that works is because of this concept called the economies of scale. What do you mean by that? So, so economies of scale, you nailed it on the head. Um, let me give an example. Like it's a, it's a hard concept to define, but it's a really easy concept to understand with an example. So just in our industry, think about your own situation um, where maybe your um, like home cleaning is a really good one. If you're a small home cleaning company and you're serving an area, let's say you've got you know four jobs on the schedule for this cleaning team today, but if you're not a big cleaning company, those four jobs might be spread like 30 miles over here and another 20 miles over there and 10 miles over there. You're super spread out. It takes you a long time to get from one job to the next job, right? If you get economies of scale, it means you grow to a level where your jobs start to get closer together and you get way more efficient. And so instead of two hours of driving in between jobs in a day, you now have 30 minutes of driving in between jobs in a day. So you just saved an hour and a half, right? Um, economies of scale is doing something more and more and more and more and over and over and over and over again. So you build expertise and you gain efficiencies. Um, manufacturing has it all over the place, right? Like they want to put in a production line and run it as much throughput as they can, because if they need to shut it down, change it over, run something else, they lose a ton of efficiency. So economies of scale is basically the act of bringing more and more and more in until you fill something up and create maximum efficiency with it. And that's what I think we can do for your listeners is we've got a division that does recruiting. We can do more and more and more and more and more for more and more people because they might not be able to jump in and write an ad and then jump back out and do whatever else they need to do and then jump in and take an interview and then jump out and then ask these knockout, you know. Yeah. If, if they can focus on what they need to focus on and get more efficient at what they're doing, we can do what we're doing and get really efficient and good at it and do a better job for them. And, and here's another awesome example I just thought of that Brandon Vaughn <laughs> talks about. When he first started his company, he decided he was going to make his own work uniforms. He's like, I don't want to pay 20 bucks a shirt for my work uniform. So he's like, he figured out, he bought like a plotter. He bought like a $2,000 machine to put the letters on his own work shirts and then bought the raw material for the shirts and bought the lettering stuff. And he's like doing it and cutting it out. And it's a nightmare. And he, and he, but he can make the shirts on his own for like three bucks or something. And, but it took him so long to actually produce one because he's so bad at it. Right. That, you know, if he would have even valued his time at $5 an hour, he actually was losing money, which is hilarious. It's a hilarious story. So like the economy is a scale. It's like, no, you hire, you, you hire the t-shirt company that makes a million t-shirts a month. You let them make profit. You pay them to do it. It happens on Amazon Prime and you're good rather than spending 15 hours trying to figure out how to do it and still do it really bad. If You don't have to become a recruiting expert if you're one of the 25 companies that 
that hook up with Dan because here he is. He's already doing it every day. Whether you click it or don't click it, he's doing it. He's got it. He's dialed in. It's fast. It's easy for him. And for you, you can focus on growing your business or doing something else because as a CEO, even if your company's small, your time's worth north of $500 an hour. And I won't go into a whole rabbit trail on how to prove that to you. Uh, but just for the sake of argument, let's say it's worth $100 an hour. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're doing everything yourself, in, which obviously hasn't been working in the past, right? Or you having some, maybe it does sometimes, doesn't sometimes. And you invest five to 10 hours in a process to go find people and get people to apply and make them jump through some hoops. And you're trying to do job boards, but you're doing it wrong and you're not getting any clicks and it's not working. That's a thousand dollars of actual value that you've invested to get no result or maybe to get one result. Really what Dan's offering is to use his recruiting division for you. You have a whole year on when you want to pull the pin on that thing and use it. And he's guaranteeing you um, three hires from it without you doing any of the stuff. Is that essentially what this is without beating a dead horse here? That's what it is. I want to clarify one thing. Just because I had to live through this, it's three hires, but they need to show up on the first day or we're not going to count them. I, I've been in that in that shoe where they didn't show up. I'm not going to count that against anybody. Um, not the dumpster hire, right? So it's three hires that are on your payroll. They need You need to have paid them. If they're, um, if they're going through the resource that you, you sent out, which is yep. just small font, 12 pages of just pure recruiting goodness, magical sauce, uh, that won't happen. I'm sure that that won't happen. I guess it I could. Think so. so thank you for that. But yep. Well, yep. do you have any other uh, inspiring words of wisdom? Or why don't you tell us the URL again where people can get the both the free resource or try to be one of the first 25 to apply to to do the program, whatever you're calling it, the awesome magical unicorn sauce. It is the unicorn button. It's the recruiting unicorn button. It's the unicorn button. Um, Yep. The URL is your blue skies. Y O U R B L U E S K I E S. Brings me back to elementary school. Trying to do some spelling. (laughs) Your blue skies.com forward slash quick talk. Got it. Got it. All right. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, hopefully, people that listen to the podcast the first day here will, will click on that and check it out. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you or someone on your team will reach out and talk to them, you know, answer any questions, make sure it's a great fit and all that kind of stuff. Is that how it works? Yeah, actually, I'm going to be the one doing most of the reaching out. Sean Day is our recruiting ninja. He's our he's our copywriter, and he's he runs our home cleaning division, so he like is a master recruiter by necessity. Um, so I'll probably be the primary reach out. He may reach out. We're going to have everybody fill out a profile so we can get what they're looking for, what the culture is. We, like like we talked about, it needs to be an ad. It, it can't be a job description. We're going to get the secret sauce for your business, and we're going to write you some sweet marketing ads to get candidates coming in that you know are the type of candidate you want, not just a job description with people that want to go through Indeed and you know click on 100 different jobs and see what happens. Awesome. So, well, thank you so much for your time, Dan. Dan, uh, everybody go to yourblueskies.com forward slash quick talk and get the resource at a minimum. Apply. If you Look, if you want to grow this year, if you plan on growing, you're going to need three people because someone's going to quit or you're going to need to hire people. Grab this when you can because the quick talk has grown, because we have such a large ravenous group of small business owners that listen to this. I can like 
twist people's arms and do stuff like this for you, which is really cool because he can get the 25 people so he can do uh, this division and experiment and figure this out. And you get the economies of scale and you get guaranteed three hires. Dan is a guy I truly respect. He's he's in business with one of my good friends, Mike Dalkey. They're great people. They have a great company in four states. Uh, don't, don't miss out on something like this. This isn't a normal thing. This isn't something you're going to see uh, anywhere else. You need to like at a minimum put your info in and kind of dig around and poke around because even if you're not going to grow a lot this year, you're going to need to still replace people that quit or move on. Uh, take a strong look at this. And thank you, Dan, for giving your secret ninja sauce in uh, the PDF that you're giving for free, too. There's a lot of years of pain and suffering that went into crafting this thing. <laughs> I know how it is. I people, wish it wasn't that way, but that's the best way to learn. Sometimes. Well, people sometimes will message me or like I know Brandon told me one time. He's like, people just message me like, hey, Brandon, real quick question. Can you just send me your like entire HR something something systems real quick? Thanks. It's like, bro. Like that took seven years and tens of thousands of dollars to figure out how to even make this. Ma yeah, it might just be a 10 page document, but the value of it, if you have to do it on your own, is insane. And don't dismiss that, everybody that's going to get that. So, again, thank you, Dan, for your time. Uh, I'll, I'll catch you on the flip side, brother. Sounds good, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Hey, thanks for hanging out, friends. And from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better. Lastly, remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.